You're listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy football experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey B, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the LineStar app. It's me, it's Chris Meany, and we're back, baby. We're back talking football. Today, we're talking about North. That's right. North. The kings of the North. It's cold up there. It's cold where Chris Meany is. Meany, you're kind of like king of the North, really, when you think about it. That's right. We the North, baby. Yeah, king of the North (laughs) up here. Um, It's... uh, Summer is winding down, and that means football is here. Is there like a two-week summer in Canada? Like, how does that work? Oh, like, man. I was actually just joking about this the other day. Like, summer is over, and it felt like it was five weeks, but it was a hell of a five weeks. It was hot. But, man, the past couple days have been a little chilly, and I don't like it. I'm not a fan. Chill- Although, it's chilly already in August there? Uh, not. Chi- it's not chilly. I don't want everyone, oh, man, you crazy Canadians living in igloos. Like, it's not chilly. It's fine. <laughs> like, I'm not wearing sweaters and pants. Right. Like, I'm still, like 75? still rocking like, flip-flops. What? And, yeah, right. Well, I mean. 75 would be like 20s like low 20s but it was it was 28 yesterday it's still so. 90 degrees in jersey all right yeah. so, <laughs> so oh, give perspective. i'll be in the pool later this afternoon that's that's my uh, plan living the uh, but until then let's uh let's try to dissect these teams we're gonna go north for the afc and the nfc we're going to give you our kind of you know previews of these teams what we think heading into the season in terms of daily fantasy that you need to know and some of our approach with the players and just kind of you know, get everybody ready for football season. So let's start with the Pittsburgh Steelers because it's a whole new Pittsburgh Steelers. This is not your father's Pittsburgh Steelers or even your older brother's Pittsburgh uh, no. Steelers for that matter because Ben Roethlisberger is still there, but no more Antonio Brown, no more Le'Veon Bell. I understand last year they were still pretty good, but last year they still had Antonio Brown. Now I am of the mind that Juju is going to step in and still be a number one. He's going to be tremendous. He's going to have a great season probably very much a repeat of the year he had last year. I don't think he's going to have trouble repeating those numbers. Maybe some days there will be some difficult roads, depending on the double teams he sees, and if somebody else can emerge. And I think that's the question is, before we even get to the running back situation with Connor, who is the other guy to emerge? My money's on Dante Moncrief. Maybe I'm just looking at being boring and I don't care, but I know a lot of people think it's going to be James Washington. Who do you think it's going to be to emerge as that secondary? Or maybe it's the tight end. Where, where do you think it's going to it's, happen? Yeah, I, I have more confidence, actually, in, in Vance McDonald. I think that this team is – I think this is the start of the fall for them. I really do. Oh, my goodness. I, know, I, I really do. I think, you know, losing Antonio Brown – Le'Veon Bell didn't play fine, whatever. James Conner is great. He put up very similar numbers to Le'Veon Bell. He, he really did all year. He When he was healthy, he was great. I mean – Plug in X running back into this offense and watch them succeed and watch the points pile up. We saw it with D'Angelo Williams. We saw it, we saw it with James Conner. Like James Conner, I think, is a terrific back. I, I believe that he's going to be the guy. And, you know, I don't like from a week to week standpoint, I'd be shocked if he doesn't play like 80 plus 80 percent of the snaps. But for these wideouts, I don't know who's going to step up. I'm not a huge Dante Moncrief fan. I'm not a huge Washington oh, fan. Oh, I'm not a fan. And, I just and, feel like by default, he's a guy that's going to probably play in the slot and get open and kind of like that role he had with Andrew Luck, but almost a little bit more necessity. Yeah. It, it, I mean, you, you, yeah, for sure. I understand all of it. I get it. It's like, not that they, I'm excited. It's just like the targets have to go somewhere because they of the do. Kind of offense they are. 
They do. They have to go somewhere. I'm glad that you said with Juju that you think he's just going to re- be able to repeat. I, a lot of people are just expecting him to be a whole lot better than what he was. And, you know, he had a really good season last year. It's it's tough to to repeat 110 catches and 1,400 yards. Like, I don't know how much better somebody can get. No, than he's not going to get better. I don't know he's if he's going to get, get 200 targets, but that's all I hear with Juju. Like, I think we're just like Juju's going to be fine. But he's never faced this kind of co- the coverage that he's going to be yeah, able to face. Yeah, but you know what? We season. heard the same thing. Like uh, this is kind of the Steeler way. You know, it's it's moving on from Plaxico to Santonio. It's moving on from Santonio to uh, to Antonio. It's moving from Antonio onto Juju. You know, and it's you know, even Manuel Sanders was kind of in between there somewhere. <laughs> you know, yeah. They always sure. kind of just they just it's a system that just feeds big time wide receiver numbers. So I am not worried about Juju at all. I think Juju and Ben Roethlisberger is one of the safest cash game plays you can put out there. Yeah, I'm not worried about him either. I just feel like it's going to it's gonna be a little bit different for the Steelers offense and having a guy like Antonio Brown and the attention that, you know, he gets. And now all of a sudden, you know, it's it's Juju that's going to get that attention. I'm, and they're I, a trio, agree. too. Like, they're fine. a trio you can roll out there. And that's not something you can do a lot. Usually you kind of right. pick your spots. You can, but yes. that's one of those. It's Connor, Juju, Roethlisberger. You can go in for the big Steelers day. There's not a lot of offenses you can do that with. We'll get mm-hmm. to a couple other ones, you know, as we go on to these shows. But, you know, they'll say, well, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, but, you know, you look at some of the lineups that have won, you know, the very top of all of these tournaments. A lot of them do have that kind of a stack in it. Yeah. It's because of that huge day. And if you can predict that huge day for the offense as a whole, yeah. everybody wins. So those, those are the three guys I like. He takes some shots in tournaments in Moncrief. What are we expecting here from me? I mean, I go look back at his 2015 season with Luck. That was his best year. 64 catches, 105 targets, 733 yards, six touchdowns. I mean, he can get to that in an offense where they do like to throw the football. I mean, nobody's going to probably throw more than Big Ben. He's going to be top five again in passing attempts. So that that's one thing we like in DFS as well. Right. They're going to be chucking. Well, in, in, the team that might not be chucking is the Baltimore Ravens. There's going to be a whole oh. lot of ground and impound in here. And this defense is not as good as it was, okay? This is not the same defense that they've been historically. They're missing some big pieces, some big leadership pieces too. So if they take a step back, it would not really uh, shock me at all. However, when I do look at this team, I, I still say Lamar Jackson is going to be a very useful fantasy quarterback. It might always be pretty, but I think that he, just like Josh Allen, is going to take the lumps continuously. I think you're going to see some improvement with him in the passing game. And when, look, here's the thing. It's not going to be a prolific passing offense. We know that. But can it be an offense that's going to score you fantasy points? And I think Lamar Jackson will. And I think Mark Ingram will. I think everybody forgets that Mark Ingram before Alvin Kamara showed up could still catch the ball out of the, out of the backfield. It was pretty damn good at it. And I think you're going to see a whole lot of Mark Ingram. And especially early on, they're going to be just a ton and ton of Mark Ingram touching the football, which I think is going to be a fantastic early ROI in daily fantasy. Love Mark Ingram. You're speaking to me, Joe. I'm not surprised. I'm speaking your language. Um, that's why, yeah. that's why we do this show together because we're, Mono a mano or something this, like that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, like this is a team that wants to run the football. You're right. Nobody ran the football more than them last year. And they kind of tipped their hand when they had Gus Edwards on because he couldn't catch it to the backfield. They never threw him the ball. But for Lamar Miller or for Lamar Miller, for Mark Ingram, 50 catches in 2015, 46 in 2016, 58 in 2017. Like, let's not forget about those seasons. I think he's a lock for another 50 grabs this year. He only caught 21 in 12 games last year. He can catch out of the backfield, and they're not showing their hand when they have Ingram. They can still turn it off and pass it to him. They can run some play action. They can dump it off to him. They can take some shots deep down the field, whether with one of their rookies, whether it's Marquise Brown or uh, Miles Boykin. Like Those are two guys I think we'll be talking about in tournaments only. But this is a team that likes to run the football, and I probably won't use anybody else besides Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson the same way we've talked about 
Josh Allen is getting that free four points because you know he's going to run for 40 to 50 yards at least. Like he had some games where he was running for 80 last year. It was unbelievable what he was doing. So that's like starting with a free touchdown, you know, so cash perhaps, but I'm going to have to see see it all play out, Joe, for me to feel, get a feel for these wideouts because if they're going to play a team like the Chiefs, we've seen them play a team like the Chiefs last year and Lamar Jackson had some success, but other teams may have to, they're going to try to force Baltimore to throw. Well, look, I, I think it's one of those spots that the better the defense and the better the defensive mind game planning for Lamar Jackson, you know, like in you play the Patriots, I think those kind of defenses are going to give him problems. Yes. Whereas other defenses that are soft are not going to give him problems and he's going to give them problems. And it's yeah. going to be very, very fun to own him in those yes. situations. And another team too, this, this team has a, another division team here has an awful defense. The defense stinks, which means they're going to be continuously trying to put points on the board. And that's the Bengals. I know Andy Dalton is not thrilling. I get that. But Joe Mixon is going to be, I, I, I'm a big Joe Mixon guy. I'm a Joe Mixon truther. He had a really good season last year. He had that little hiccup when he got hurt, but then basically was pretty darn good the rest of the year. And I think Mixon's ready to take that next step in this offense. West coast offense is really, I think tailor made for what they want to do with him. It sucks that AJ green is going to miss time. I don't know how long it's going to be. They don't know. It's very weird. I don't like the verbiage coming out. He's going to miss the first half of the first half of the first half. And what the <laughs> yeah. hell are you talking about? Give me a number of games. It's like uh, six not eight good. weeks. It's not good. But, you know, it's I don't it like is. it at all. And I'll tell you what. A lot of people say they don't like Tyler Boyd because of it. And they want to point to last year. Well, how was he without Green? Well, last year he wasn't good without Green. But that was also a time where he wasn't playing with Dalton either. Right. So he wasn't playing with anybody. So I don't want to hang that on Tyler Boyd. I think Tyler Boyd is going to be one of the sneaky good plays in the first month of the season because nobody wants him. Everybody's down on him. Ownership's going to be low. Not for me. I think this team is going to get chucking the ball, trying to catch up because they're going to be from behind a lot. And that means Tyler Boyd and that means Joe Mixon. And I think those guys are going to be sneaky good players in the first month of the season, if not longer. Yeah, nobody's going to want them. You're right. Nobody is going to want them. I like Tyler Boyd a lot. And he, he, I get his numbers are not as good. They weren't as good without A.J. Green on the field, but they were still pretty darn good. You look at the game log, nine catches, 138 yards, a touchdown, 71 yards, 65 yards, 85, 97. Those are some games without A.J. Green hanging around. Like, those are some good games. So he, you're right. They're going to be playing from behind often. Already, the Bengals are a complete discount i mean tyler boyd at 5-8 week one DraftKings against seattle he's going to be the number one option in this in the passing game they're you're right they're going to be playing from behind often andy dalton has proved to us before that he could be a top fantasy quarterback when given the weapons and the opportunity he's done it before and this is only a couple of years ago he finished as a top five quarterback and aj green was actually on his way to a career year but he's not around so those targets are going to go to tyler boyd you want to see somebody else step up up in this offense i don't think it's john ross um, you know, it, we're gonna have to see it play out. Maybe it's well, you know, it's gonna, gonna laugh at me. Stay healthy. You're gonna laugh at me, but I think it's Eifert. Eifert? Like, I yeah, think no, Eifert's it's gonna be I the get guy. it. He's gonna be like a free square, and yes. you're gonna see him, and he's gonna score two touchdowns in the game, and that's all you need to do to be a tight end one to score a touchdown. And I think he will score a touchdown. You just more need often to be healthy. Not. That's it. Yeah. yeah, he just needs DFS. to be on the field and healthy. And I love that. That's the knock on him. Well, all he does is catch touchdowns and 
So what? And you need yeah. more than that at a tight end? He's going to be the red zone target, the number one red zone yeah, target. Yeah, like, okay, where do yeah. I sign? Is there a form that I can yeah. sign? Exactly. Uh, We're not talking about Tyler Eifert in season-long formats. You don't draft him. You don't. And, and even no. two tight ends, you, you maybe well, you take Well, in the 14-team league, fourth. I took a stab at him at the end because I kind of – Yeah, that's what I'm saying. At I kind of punted on tight ends, so I have, like, Hawkinson and Fant, and I was like, hey, yeah. Yeah, well, let's, let's load up on Eifert, dude. And, you know, why you, and you know why you did you did that. Right. Because you look at somebody hits. Right. Yeah, you look at 2015, yeah. 13 touchdowns, 13 games. In 2016, yeah, five touchdowns bad. in eight pretty games. Good. Pretty good. Right. Yeah, this guy's got 21 <laughs> touchdowns in 43 career games yeah. and probably played 30 of them healthy. So well, look, I mean, Bob he, Harris agrees course. with me, and Bob Harris is smarter than I am. So, <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I, I agree with you, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's free, right, Week one, 3,000 bucks, Tyler Eifert. That's free. He's a free square. Oh, so good. All right, let's go on to the the uh, the Cleveland Browns. We're gonna be so fun to watch because yeah, sure. I'm telling you right now, this is either going to be the greatest thing ever or the biggest <laughs> implosion in the history of the NFL. It's gonna be so fun. I can't wait for the post game press conferences. My <laughs> my dream season for the Browns is they start out like I don't know, like seven and one, and then they go like one and seven. <laughs> and I just like. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just, I want it. That's what I want to happen. I just want it. I want to see the ebb and flow of Baker Mayfield and Odell. But look, from a fantasy perspective, it's hard not to get excited about Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham. I get it. I think there's going to be a lot of excitement. I guess here's the question. Is there too much hype and too much excitement that is going to muddy the water in terms of ownership there with these guys? And maybe you're better off getting a better return on guys like Chubb and guys like Jarvis Landry in this offense early on. Yes, yes. This is going to be the most popular team. I mean, in football last year, people were picking them to make the playoffs because they got Baker. It's like, seriously, uh, I made the Super Bowl prop at Caesars Palace in Vegas. I got them at 16 to one. And I believe now they're like 10 to one, eight to one in some spots, which is not value. And it's the same way we can talk about them in DFS. Is they're going to be overpriced? Guys like Baker, Odell Beckham Jr. are going to be overpriced. We know that the ceiling is there, but already Odell week one, most the highest paid wide receiver right now on DraftKings, the it's got the highest price tag at 8-1. So you're never going to get any of these guys at value. But I like Nick Chubb a lot. And I think early on, you know, they priced him at 6-4. I think early on, he's he's going to be a solid investment. He was I think there's going to be a defensive overreaction of a lot of teams pulling back and pulling back and all this stuff. And I think Nick Chubb is going to be a monster. Boxes. Yeah, for well, sure. That's what I mean, I just feel yeah. like they're it's going to be Nick Chubb season early going. If they're smart, and I think Kitchens is smart enough to recognize that. But yeah, I think you guys see a lot of defenses pull back. Yes. You see a lot of cover two. A lot of soft zone kind of stuff, just trying to like keep up with these guys. And the next thing you know, it's going to be Nick Chubb running a mock. And, and, uh, and you know. Joe, you know, people saying too that he he's not going to be able to, he's not going to catch a lot of balls of the backfield. I think they're wrong. Like I think oh, you're, you should, you could definitely roll him out with confidence on DraftKings. Like they got rid of Duke Johnson, Cream Hunt's not hanging around for a little bit. Maybe they make another addition. There's a small piece. Maybe somebody steps up. But nah, it's Nick Chubb. Chubb is Nick Chubb yeah, show. it is okay. the Nick Chubb show. He's gonna get. Uh, he's a lock to touch the ball. I think 20 times. Look at some of the game logs. 18 carries. 18, 22, 22, 28, 2019. Those are with games with. He had four games in a row where he had at least three catches. One with six. Two games in a row where he had mid 40s for yards. He had a couple receiving touchdowns. He can do it all. I love Chubb a lot. I love his early price. I'm going to have a lot of Chubb shares this year. All right, so let's move over to the North in the NFC, and let's start with the Bears and Mitchell Trubisky, who had a great start to the season and then kind of faded. He was very hit and miss. He had some fantastic games, and it's funny. He seemed to be one of these guys who kind of played up to the competition. When big-time teams came in, he showed up and played, and when the teams he should have beat, he had trouble with, and I think that that's something you need to shake. you got to be more consistent. 
I'm a big Matt Nagy guy. I believe he's going to be tremendous. I think David Montgomery is the real deal. He's a much better version of Jordan Howard. Tariq Cohn's role is not going to change. I think you can roll out Montgomery and Cohn together sometimes when you like this offense uh, because I just think that they're both going to eat. There's going to be plenty for both of them. And I like them way more than I like the wide receivers because the wide receivers in this group between Robinson, Gabriel Miller, even, even Trey Burton, it's way too sporadic for me. The one thing that I feel really good about in this offense is Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery, the two running backs. That's what I feel good about. What do you think about this Bears team as you head into the season? Yeah, I mean, Mitch Trubisky, you're right about Trubisky. I mean, he's top five in, in rushing yards last year. And that again, it's kind of a theme here on the show with, with running backs or for quarterbacks, rather, who you run around. So you're going to get the, the 30, 40 rushing yard games out of him. I mean, he hit the 40-yard mark on the ground. Uh, five times last year and he won with 81 so he can run and that's like again starting with you know a free touchdown he had three rushing touchdowns but you're also right about some of his inconsistencies I mean he still has a lot to learn there's still like he he definitely made that jump forward in with Matt Nagy in year one I think he could make another leap forward with Nagy again another year with Nagy and, and figuring out but I don't feel great about any of their weapons Cohen is probably going to catch another 50 plus balls. Sure. But Montgomery is the guy for me. And I, I like him a lot. Actually, the offensive yeah. line is very I solid. I have so many shares in season long and I'm, I really same. do believe. It's and fine. I just believe that he's going to be that guy. And it, I, everyone says, well, how can you like Tariq Cohen too? And on, on some teams, guess what? I have both of them. And, yeah. and it's people say, why do you do that? I'm like, because that's what I believe this offense is. Yes. I believe this offense is running the football with a guy like Montgomery who can break tackles and be that guy. And then, having a playmaker like Tariq Cohn, who's going to open up things and do so many special things that, you know, very few guys in the NFL can do. And I think that's what's so exciting. And then he'll take his shots with whoever's open, but I cannot rely on any of these bears wide receivers, but I can rely on the running game and that defense. And that's what you want to do. You want to control the football with the defense. It's as good and man, are they ever. Oh yeah. They, they really are. They can get after you. And that's why you should like, you know, their run game even more because they're going to be creating turnovers. They're going to be winning games because of their defense. They're going to be leaning on the run game. Look at Howard last year, 250 carries the sixth most last season. And he finished, you know, in the top 10 in touches. And that's, you know, with guys like Jordan Howard or with Adrian Peterson hanging around there, who's going to get a little bit of a bump up. So Howard, you know, look at Matt Nagy with Kansas City and Kareem Hunt's first year, rookie running back. They got they got the guy they wanted to get, and he was a beast. They did the same thing there this year. They got the guy that they wanted to get in Montgomery. They shipped off Jordan Howard. He's going to be a beast as well. I have a lot of confidence in Montgomery. And maybe, maybe from time to time we'll be talking about Allen Robinson, but I have more confidence in Terry Cohen as, as the guy yeah, I feel like could this team and catches. Yeah. Give me Cohen. All right, let's move on to Minnesota, a team that's kind of had their confidence shaken a little bit last year. Uh, first half of the year, Adam Thielen was the basically the number awesome. one wide receiver, man. What a run he had. And look, I, I'm not concerned at all. I think I think this team became very, very predictable down the stretch. We had another Dalvin Cook injury, which is not something you want. This team stays healthy. They bounce back. This team stays healthy. The offense becomes more balanced. And that means Diggs and Thielen will get enough as well. They're going to continue to be aggressive in the passing game. That's why Kirk Cousins is there. Uh, Diggs is terrific. Thielen's terrific. There's very little else to say except that. It's just a matter of can Dalvin Cook now become that guy. And that's the great thing about DFS is that you're not tied to him now. So I'll be having a lot more time with Dalvin Cook and spending quality time with him in the daily world than I will in the season-long world. But uh, Kirk Cousins, even another one of these guys, too, in terms of value quarterback, there's a lot of negative stigma. Ownership will be low. But in terms of stats, stats are still pretty good. 
He's he's five five. He's one of the better. I'm looking ahead at week one prices. Why not? We're obviously going to have a deep dive. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll yeah we'll we'll get there. As but I'm go. just looking at undervalued guys, and I mean Kirk Cousins finished in, in season long formats as a top twelve quarterback. Why is he getting drafted? Quarterback 22, 23, 24 off the board. Nobody likes him. Why? It's the same thing in DFS. Why is he five five in a matchup against the Falcons week one? That's probably going to see the Falcons, fifty not, points. Not a great right. You're probably going to see a shootout in that game, and. I also agree with you on Cook. Like, I have very little shares from a season seasonal standpoint, but this is DFS, and you can roll out these guys like Tyler Eifert, Dalvin Cook, guys that you feel could, you know, suffer injuries. We're not talking about anymore, but when they're on the field, they're productive. So I want to see a little bit more from Cook. I, I haven't seen enough games, 15 in two years, but I understand the, the – I see the explosiveness. I see him catching balls out of the backfield. I see a more balanced offense when he's there, and that will help everybody else grow. Diggs and Thielen are awesome. They're great. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to say Yeah, so yeah, more you can say, except the, both of those guys are going to eat. It's gonna cash be games, GPP all over the place. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, let's go to the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers still uh, chugging along. Last year, now you know some some really great things and some not so great things. Obviously, the touchdown to interception ratio was brilliant, but of course, winning one game on the road not so brilliant for the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Jones did take over that job as I had been saying he would and I you go back and listen to the Fancy Black Book pod and you know the arguments we had about that and I was very much on the Aaron Jones wagon and eventually he did take over and I think he will continue to be a pretty good value uh, in daily. And then you got Adams who is look, Adams and Rodgers doesn't get much better in terms of cash game reliability. My question to you is who's the other guy? Is it MVS is it Marquez Valdez Scanting or is it Geronimo Allison? I think it's gonna be Scantling personally. I think it's Scantling too. I, I I just I feel like and people will say, well, what about all the things in the slot? I'm like, well, did you remember when you know like Adams and Nelson were on the team together on either side and that was pretty good? You know, he wasn't always about the guy in the slot for Aaron Rodgers. This Randall Cobb argument makes me you know giggle. <laughs> like it's like really. Because I remember a lot of people being annoyed with Randall Cobb's productivity over the last couple of years. Yeah, and <laughs> Aaron Rodgers was one of them. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers he, being one of them, right? Yeah, he called them out often. And I, just I think I think Marquez it's going to be MBS. handling on the on the end is just a, a better receiver. And I think John Allison will end up in the slot, but I think MVS is going to have a lot more of the tournament appeal than than he other one will. I don't think yeah. Allison will have that. No, and I think you'll see. I think you see a pretty split early, but the upside lies with MVS. I mean, we just like the situ we just like the situation for Jerome Allison over the past couple of years. You know, a guy in Aaron Rodgers' offense could step up and be all right. But the upside is with MVS. And I know he tailed off, you know, last season, but the entire team did. I mean, Aaron Rodgers only had four three hundred yard passing games last year. It's unbelievable to think about. You go look through yeah. the game like 196, 198, 199. Like he he only threw he only had Two games, Joe, where he had more than two passes. Well, and it's funny because there was a lot of times towards the end of last year where I was playing Adams without Rodgers. And that was something historically I would never do, but it was just a matter of I just – there was no upside to Rodgers, especially in the road games. The road games were a disaster. Seven games last year where he threw less than two touchdowns. Yeah. He had his his moment. This might be the new Aaron Rodgers. This might be what we get. I know people say he wasn't healthy. He was playing the whole season hurt. Well, you know what? He's been hurt a lot lately. You know, everyone you know wants to anoint him as one of the all-time greats. And look, in terms of skill set, he's absolutely one of the great quarterbacks ever play. But like, I don't want to hear this noise. Like when Peyton Manning got into his you know late thirties, he was still winning MVPs and taking teams to Super Bowls. Right. You know, but Tom Brady just won another one for God's sakes. So yeah, yeah it matters. Sorry, but in, D- in DFS, 
what matters is the stats and the stats weren't quite there. So maybe it's a matter of, we have to readjust our brain a little bit too. And what we think of him last and possibly least the Detroit lions. Oh boy. This is, this is a mess. This is <laughs> not good. Uh, look, I'm high on Hawkinson, but I don't think it's a daily play for me quite yet. I'm not there. Oh, no, uh, Marvin not Jones. I think that they don't like it all. I love Kenny Galladay, but I just worry about this team being able to really matriculate the ball down the field as it were. And then you got the running back situation where you got CJ Anderson, who's kind of filling that Laguerre Blunt role of the guy that they wanted to be physical and pound the ball a little bit. And I am worried that that is going to be annoying when you have any share of carry on Johnson, that carry on is going to do great work and all these things that they're going to get down to the goal line. It's going to be CJ Anderson. Yes. Kind of just rolling the ball in there. And that scares the hell out of me. Does it scare the hell out of you? Chris? Yes, it does. Okay. Absolutely. It does. Yeah. You're not in my head and I'm terrified about it. I think CJ is going to be the goal line back. Yeah. I think he's going to take a lot away. I mean, Matt Patricia wants to run the football. It was no secret. I mean, they got rid of theoretic and that made, you know, maybe like her on a little bit more. Maybe there's a few more catches into the backfield for him, but I think CJ Anderson is going to be that goal line back. And, and you saw how good he was towards the end of last season with the Rams. Like, I don't think he's you know going to take away all those touches. Like Gurley was clearly hurt, but he proved to himself and he proved to a lot of people that he still has a lot to offer. I mean, he, he bet on himself. The one-year deal did not work out in, Car- in Carolina. But the year before that, he had 1,000 yards. I mean, he's not just some scrub. So he's going to be used inside the red zone. He's going to be the goal line back. And that should make you worry about carry-on to the point where you're not going to be able to roll him out in cash. Not going to be able to play him in cash. If you're getting a discount on carry-on, I like it. Like, if there's a discount on the price, I, I like it. But my problem is I feel like the talent is going to elevate the price and the lack of faith I have in this offense is going to kill it. Like I just, I just, it's a bad cocktail of things. It's going to make you yeah. sick. You're going to be you, hung over the next day, Monday morning. Yeah, you're going to go hung over. Yeah. And you don't want to be hung over on a Monday. It's brutal. No, it's like Mondays. tough. Yeah. Then you um, gotta talk and you got to go to the morning uh, meeting. Oh, it's terrible. You're going to yeah, like, get it's, copies. It's uh, brutal. You know, I want to feel like they're going to throw the ball and play, ca- and you know, from behind, but I wonder about Patricia. Like, is he is he too stubborn? Is he just going to stick to the run all the time because that's what he wants to do? So I like Kenny Galladay as a guy. I'm sure we'll we'll talk about Kenny Galladay and Matthew Stafford and in, in spots where you feel like they're going to be really throwing. Whether again, that's a team like the Falcons or a team like the Bucks. I mean, it's just a shootout and that, and that just happens. But other than that, man, it's Hawkinson. Somebody we'll talk about, but not early on. I don't think not we'll early. I don't think so. And I hope we do. I hope time. we have to talk about him early on. I really do. I think that there's opportunity there, but. Again, we're talking about whether or not it's a good investment, and that's what Daily Fantasy is all about. And uh, right now, I just don't know how much upside there is for this offense collectively, and that's what kind of holds him back just a tad. We'll see how it goes, and we'll see how things go forward. And we want you to go forward with us, so make sure you're subscribing to the pre-snap here. If you came to us uh, from the MLB show, welcome, welcome. We were here last year. Where were you? But anyway, (laughs) we are happy to have you, and uh, we want you to subscribe to the show and uh, hang out with me and Chris for football season because – we crush baseball. So if football is going to be like baseball, we're all going to be uh, buying yachts, which is going to be nice. I could use it. I could use a new yacht, Chris. You know, just think of that the other day. You yeah. in Canada, you get to use it for like a week. So yes. It's really not a good purchase for you. No. It's no. cold. Yeah, pretty chilly. <laughs> pretty chilly here. Uh, yeah, so make sure you subscribe to the pre-snap and make sure you follow us on Twitter at Linestar app, at Linestar NFL, at Joe Pizapia17, and at Chris Meany. That'll do for me and Chris. Next time, we'll be back with more NFL previews. Until then, there's nothing left to do except set down and win. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by Linestar. 
hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Beanie.